I got a PlayStation Five. Don't worry about it. Oh. Had to kill a little old lady and her and her nephew that she was gonna buy it for. But other than that, well worth it. It was well worth it. Hundred percent. Well, that depends. Was were they vaxxed or unvaxxed? They were unvaxxed. I made sure. Okay. I checked their uh, their wallets and you know everything. All their personal. Why does that matter anymore? Do we not know that COVID's done? It's taking a hiatus. Oh. It's back. Though. Oh, it's canceled. Back around. Over. Yeah, sorry. I mean, did they have the Ukrainian flag in their profile picture? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. We're all we're all here together again. I feel like I should know who this Tony guy is, but I don't remember. I was a guest on your freaking <laughs> podcast, my man. He was, a, he was a race car guy. He was a TikTok. No wow. way! Yeah, welcome back, dude. Ah, oh, such Joe. a good conversation we had. How you're gonna I have to, Joe? you're gonna have to earn that one back. Yikes, Joe! Oh. <laughs> On top of that, I gotta be out of here by nine. Good. We don't uh, even want you here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, everybody but Tony saw that uh, that tweet that I sent out that I screenshot and sent you guys about the animals, and I I think we should have a serious conversation about this. Okay. So for Tony and for the listeners at home, it's uh it says why is it morally okay to kill and eat animals, but having sex with them is considered heinous? It should be your right as an American citizen to be able to have sex with your livestock, and it has nine likes. Now it's got nine at least. Yeah, <laughs> it could have more by now. I happen to know that it got a tenth. <laughs> So, like, obviously, I'm not advocating for men to have sex with animals, or women for that matter, okay? All I'm saying is, he makes a point in the sense that we kill and eat animals, we slaughter them, which is way worse than consensual sex. Because people can have sex all the time, right? But the minute, you try, the, minute you, the minute you try to kill and eat a person, everybody's all up in arms about it, okay? I'm just saying there seems to be some hypocrisy here. And I just, I wonder how we got to this point as a society without anyone having this conversation before. Uh, can't that spread AIDS? Isn't that how COVID started? <laughs> <laughs> According to South Park, it is. Randy Marsh had we are just, bat. We are just, we are just one half-cooked bat away from <laughs> another two years of lockdown. <laughs> no, I, 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 you guys are bringing up some good points. But I'm saying, you what's go, morally say you worse? Do, you do what's whatever worse? makes you happy, Joe. No, it's not for me. It's... This is for you. You've made that <laughs> no, clear. No, it's, it's not... secretly for Joe. If I'm not arguing this account, for myself. Okay? I'm saying, which is morally worse? Well, I mean, you could probably take that a step further. Like, you know, if you want to just kick a puppy, like, you know, should, be able, should you be able to do that as well? What? Like, can, I mean, can you just do anything to any animal? If we're okay with killing animals, why would we not be able to do anything else to animals? That's a good point. Like, where where do you draw the line, if any line, I guess? I think that it's weird that we have specific animals that we're okay with, like, eating. 
and killing and other animals that we're not. And other cultures have different animals that we're not okay with eating, but they are. I think that's odd. And I think it's not not that it's a cultural thing, because that makes sense, um, but that it's a seen as a moral thing, right? Like it's morally wrong to eat like, you know, a, a, you know, a dog in the U.S. But like in other places, it's like, well, that's that's fine. Mm. Or like it's, you know, I don't know, like morally okay to eat a cow here, but in other places it's not. So like, it doesn't make any sense. And you're all turning a blind eye to it. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Um, I just, I feel like there is certain lines that you just can't cross. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I guess that I guess there's just I don't know. I don't know. I this is so this is so weird. I'm I'm cringing in my I'm cringing in my seat right now. I I can't. I just want I want you to explain it to me. Why it's wrong? Why it's okay to kill and eat animals but not okay to have sex with them. Uh because you're getting sustenance that you need from well animals yeah. but some people might argue that you're getting something from the animal you're having sex with yeah but you can not life sustaining yeah not life sustaining well, some people might argue that it's life sustaining well they there, can they can try yeah there's there's other ways to fulfill that that need that doesn't require uh an animal uh so i'm gonna say uh the bodily necessities required to sustain your life animals uh can can satisfy that mm -hmm. so that's 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 my answer i'm not convinced but i understand what you're saying i respect your opinion i think especially in today's society where you you know you can eat other things besides animals and not die like you know Two or three hundred or more years ago, that definitely was not an option, really. You had to eat animals. But now, yeah. you know, we can just walk to the grocery store and get everything that we need through different methods if you want to. Yeah. Everything just be plant-based now. You don't even need animals for anything. But Well, now we can just uh, grind up a bunch of crickets. But Ugh. should crickets count as an animal? I mean, nah, they're not, they're not human. Tiny. Yeah, wait, what do we draw the line at here? What's an animal, Joe, now? Now I need you to answer that. Oh, man. I guess, is mammals too broad or too narrow? Uh, I think that's too broad. I don't, I don't know, guys. Well, I okay, I through. mean, so, but I mean, so you're saying that you'd be okay... You know, can people eat frog legs? Well, of course. Okay. I'm not saying we should stop eating animals. If anything, we should eat more you're, animals. You're just confused why... If anything, no, we need to broaden the amount of animals we're allowed to eat in order to help end world hunger. Mm. We need to take away the stigma from eating animals. So what animals should be on the on the menu now? Any and all. 
Name one, and I'll I'll give you a reason why we should. Dog. Easy. Food. <laughs> What's more important, starving people uh, in third world countries or little Toto? I don't know. Not not you eating a dog. Me. I think well, there's not much meat on little Toto there, so. Well, not no. not much, but like better than nothing, right? Let's see. How about cat? Like house cat? Yes, sir. Again, I mean, the you'd have to like find a way to skin it, you know. And I've heard there's more than one way to skin a cat, but oh, because you don't want the the fur in there, right? But I feel like you could you could. Where's my cat at? Kitty, there he is. <laughs> he's got he's got some thighs on him. Cat thigh, you know, fry it up or grill it, you know, put some seasoning on it. I'll let you try that first, Joe. You let little us tiny, little, little tiny cat ribs, <laughs> but they're tender. Somebody needed to put the cat down, Joe. He's just he's just he's just staring up at me. <laughs> Out of trust here. All of us. Yeah, he has uh, no idea what you've been talking about for the last ten minutes. All of us grew up in the civilized state of Kansas. Why don't we see uh, what someone from a less civilized place like Nebraska has to say about it? Good point. <laughs> and imagine what they eat there. <laughs> the answer is corn. First yeah, I was going to say nothing but corn. Corn and cows. Uh... Do they sort people by IQ, and are they okay eating people up there, Tony? Man, this podcast has really gone downhill since I was here in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just been a natural progression of things. Yeah, we've been sinking lower and lower. You just happened to come at the very bottom. I didn't have any topics for this week, guys. This is what I have. This is what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> I feel like just we're bringing literally and figuratively. You're bringing the cat thighs to the table. Yeah. Mm. You know what? And you're welcome for putting food on the table. <laughs> But seriously, Tony, what do you thought? What do you think? I mean, do you think it's you think it's okay to eat animals if it's going to save your life? Well, now yeah. you're putting me in a life yeah. or death situation. So, yeah. where'd that come from? Yeah, what you can't. I think that's anything. easy. Of course, you 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 definitely could eat an animal, whatever animal yeah. you want, if you're going to die. Exactly. Yeah. And there are people who there's there's a starvation epidemic across the world not not here necessarily yeah but other countries so we shouldn't fault them morally for eating any animal they choose in order to survive are you guys with me yeah who's out here faulting them so we're starting we're starting here yeah PETA for one but they don't count because they're not people and they're (laughs) horrible um we should be able to eat people who work for PETA we should be able to eat them without it being (laughs) stigmatized who wants to who wants to do that though well, it's more like for sport. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Hunger Games, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that type of deal. Yeah. Anywho, if we're not going to fault starving people for eating any animal to survive, that means there's some moral ambiguity with it. So I think we can take that and extrapolate that we should be able to do that here with less repercussions is what i'm saying i'm with that fine that's all i'm saying are we putting this in a constitution do we need to sign this i don't think we need i think we just like get some legislation in the works you know as long as we're we're sneaking in the um the bill for um daylight savings yeah just slip Mm. it in there yeah 
So what, Talk to Marco, so, see if you can get it in there for us. So what Joe wants is to basically say if someone is in a position where they need sustenance to survive, mm-hmm. we're not going to fault them for eating any animal. Yeah. And so you so can what, define... if it's, what if it's someone else's animal, though? Like, do they... Oh, no. Is that just fair game? Like, I was really hungry, about... and I saw this dog yeah. that was in your front yard, and I was hungry, so I ate it. No, I think that's because you can't go into somebody else's refrigerator and just take their food. So what if so but no, what, okay, but what if the dog wanders off the front yard into the street? <laughs> okay, so if there's no clear markings and you're not aware of whose dog it could be, if there's reasonable doubt that it belongs to somebody, you know, obviously you let the court decide if it gets that far, but I think yeah, I mean if you see it like there's no collar, the dog, you know, doesn't have any markings Goodness. on it, it's not you know, what are you gonna do? Like you're hungry gonna, and you forgot to go to the store. Anarchy. <laughs> if we're going to be eating everyone else's animals Look, in revenge. I could drive five minutes to Dylan's <laughs> or, or I could eat the neighbor's cat yeah Joe, Joe's putting the sus in sustenance tonight <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard a reasonable argument as to why I'm wrong Well, Joe, you, I think you, everybody's you... just so befuddled right now I don't know what <laughs> Yeah, I I was literally struggling for words like five minutes ago about what to say. Yeah. Joe, I was with you a hundred percent until you started talking about how it's you who just decided not to go to Dylan's. I don't I don't know if I'm quite on board with that. Look, but, here's the the main question we have to answer is are people different than animals? <laughs> yeah. Are we better or are we more important? Yes. Some of us are better than animals. Some of us aren't. <laughs> I mean, do you see do you see animals with the special place where they lock up people to go look at the people? Or do the or uh, do you have see who uh, animals with TikToks? Yeah. TikTok accounts. I have never met an animal that changed their profile picture to the Ukraine flag. <laughs> Therefore, yeah. all animals are horrible. Come oh, here, man. kitty. Come back here. <laughs> I was that cat. I was we, we need to do know. a call the police and do a welfare check on that cat. Oh, yeah. I would never hurt Kenny. Joe's got you. the rumblies. Damn, oh, my kitties get satisfying. <laughs> I think it's probably an acquired taste, too, because the first time you do it, you're probably like feeling a little bit bad about yourself. Joe, just admit that you're wanting to try exotic animals. But like the, the, the second or third time, you're like, it's not that bad. You just got to get the seasoning right. A little ketchup on there. Oh, definitely ketchup. ketchup for good. Yeah. Plus, look, think of like the world that this opens up of different foods that we can all try that are readily available that we haven't ever tried. How many uh, underground restaurants like this do you think already exist in America? I bet there's a, a few. lot. Like the it's like this is the one place in uh, Nebraska you can try real house cat. We got a Siamese over here. You wanna try the Siamese? <laughs> this one's hairless. Oh. Roasted it on a spit, just like a pig. I'm done. <laughs> it's okay, only fourteen more minutes of this. Hey, you guys all got your bracket filled out? Yes, I do. I I have a bone to pick about March Madness now. I really hate that they are using the March Madness as like the main thing. I think the basketball courts need to go back to with just the big old NCAA logo in the middle. That looked a lot better, in my opinion. Like I just don't really like how 
they just ran with the March Madness theme, you know? Mm. I didn't know that was a thing, but I agree I with you. It, yeah. That's like that's all I can look at now is how the March Madness stretches from one three point line to the other pretty much in the middle of the mm-hmm. court. I just miss like when they had just NCAA taking up the circle. It's classy. More classy, isn't it? I agree with Caleb. Sneak that into the bill while we're at it. Yep. Put that in there. So the only reason why that bill passed so quickly is because there wasn't anything snuck into it, and there's no big corporations that are benefiting from this. Yeah, you guys, first time they voted for the U.S. like the people. Do you guys oh. agree with the bill? Do you guys are you guys happy with this? Like making daylight savings permanent. Me personally, I yeah. 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 The only downside I've heard is that like for like several months out of the year it's gonna be a lot darker in the morning when kids are going to school. I could care less about that because when I get off work I don't like it to be dark. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. the argument yeah. is you're a more lot stronger. Than school kids. I think the the argument's a lot stronger to have an extra little bit of daylight at the end of the day than yeah. being darker mm-hmm. in the morning. I mean like I, when you're really working in the winter you're working from darkness to darkness. Yeah. You know, like adding yeah. an hour later I think you're going to make maybe get 30 more minutes of daylight. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Can not. we can we also um just add more hours to the day? Yeah. yeah. Can we do that? So we can have like the daytime be like instead of it being like 1 a.m. to like, you know, midnight or whatever, we can just add like go to like 15 o'clock or 16 o'clock or something like that. Right. Spread it out a little bit. Or just move the earth to wherever it needs to be to have uh, longer days. Just uh, have uh, Elon hook up some rockets with some tow, tow cables and pull it over. Yeah. What if we just moved the standard workday to be 9 to 5 p- 9 p.m. to 9 to 5 a.m.? So that way we get all the daylight to do with what we want. Like, let's mm. let's work when there's nothing else to do, when it's dark. But then let's have the whole day if we want to. If you want to sleep, you can sleep. If you want to well, go that out would and enjoy with, it. Wouldn't that mess with everybody's circadian rhythm, though? I mean, maybe initially, but everybody will get used to it. I don't know. I worked nights for seven months. I didn't get used to it. Oh Well, you'll just have to suffer. Oh, okay. Maybe you're just not as good of a human being that can adjust, you know? Well, you know what would make, you know what would ease my suffering? Some snacks. Like an, and you know what sounds animal. good to snack on? Like a cat? cat. Well, a snack, you know, I was thinking like a little bite-sized hamster. <laughs> Toss that in the air fryer. Give it up some ranch. Or Look, some gold, some oh goldfish. Hamsters breed insanely fast okay that's true here's all okay hear me out this is gonna get a little bit weird okay <laughs> buckle up yeah it just, just now yeah, yeah just now it's getting weird you get you get a few hamsters right they do their thing you've got an unlimited supply of like little uh little snacks little snackies little chicken nuggets but Are see you, you have to feed them them? something yeah you know it says it's it's not completely self-sustainable but you gotta get them little hamster treats and stuff not a big deal. What if you fed a hamster another hamster? Completely self-sustained, sustainable hey, hamsters. That's disgusting, Caitlin. How dare, <laughs> how dare you, sir? Renewable, Renewable food source. 
We got renewable energy right there. I would never suggest such a horrible thing. Unless the hamster was pretty hungry and I was, <laughs> you know, lazy. Can you imagine the end of prices, right? When they say, please don't get your cats or pets spayed or neutered so we have more. <laughs> Increase the I'm just trying supply. To, look, I'm just trying to solve world hunger because no one else is doing anything about it, okay? Yeah, Joe's a good person. And we've yeah. been trying for how long to solve it with conventional methods. Sometimes exactly. you got to think outside the box. Look, I'm okay with being the bad guy here, okay? <laughs> We're going to let history, <laughs> you know, remember me how they will, okay? Yep. Um, what do you guys dip in your hamsters in? <laughs> Honey mustard. Oh, mm, outside yeah. the box. A little bit of sweetness there. I like it. I think maybe barbecue sauce. Yeah, maybe yeah. honey mustard with barbecue sauce, like okay. mixed together. Yeah, Chick Fil A like sauce. Yeah, basically. Um, how many hamsters do you guys think you could eat in a sitting? <laughs> I feel like they're slightly mm. bigger than pizza rolls, so I would say maybe like ten to thirteen. How yeah, many, how many pizza rolls eight. are you That's saying you lot. could eat, Joe? Oh, I could, I can, I can put away pizza rolls, man. I could probably put away. Back in my prime, okay, so here's a story for you guys. This is how I got yelled at by my mom one time. She bought a bag of 90 pizza rolls for the family. Mm -hmm. I guess we were supposed to share them. I didn't know that, and so I was the only one at the house, and so around 10 a.m. I made some pizza rolls, and I ate them all, and I made some more, and they got home around 5 p.m., and my mom was a little bit upset that I ate all the pizza rolls. You ate so 90 I, pizza rolls in one day. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel the best after that. A little bit yeah. of shame to myself. Your chum chum uh, hurt. Your hard work. <laughs> I had to push through, though, you know. Oh Washing that down with Dr. Pepper. Yeah, this is oh clearly someone who cares about other people starving. Is someone who eats 90 pizza rolls in one day. <laughs> I've grown. <laughs> I've grown as a person, okay? I doubt that. I've changed. I'm 30, okay? I broke my foot. I've matured. He only eats 70 now. <laughs> I only now, eat Have you guys put pizza rolls in an air fryer, though, man? Those things slap. They're so crispy. I don't own an air fryer. 30-year-olds don't sure? say slap, Joe. Oh. Anywho, oh. they're nearly as good as hamsters in an air fryer. <laughs> How would you know? But anywho, that was just, you know, some, some of Joe's thoughts for you guys. Tony, what you got? You got a hot take for us? Uh, Yeah, well, actually, I, I do. Let me, uh, I got to find it on my phone here. It's been a minute. Let's uh, never rope this down. back in a little bit. Yeah, let's. Are there any more last thoughts from Joe before he leaves us for Joe's crazy segment? No, no, no. I'm done. That's all I got. Okay. I feel like I've made my point. I feel like you guys all agree. And that's what I'm going to put in the uh, for the uh, TikTok videos that you guys all agree. Perfect. Yeah, that was the I'm actually probably going to say, like, you know, Alex's hot take because nobody's <laughs> going to be able to differentiate our voices because they don't know us. They know you. That's probably true. So I have, um, I have a hot take, but I know Caleb last time at the end had mentioned talking about racing. So I guess we we can decide if we want to do a hot take or if you guys want to talk about 
racing or maybe both or what are you um start up with your um with your hot take and i'd like to know a little bit more about racing but okay your hot take. um so i wrote this before just for context i wrote this before the ukraine russia thing and i know oh, that no. news has a lot to do with it i don't know if that's important or not but i just some context so my hot take is that we should cancel major news outlets cnn fox news all that stuff should be done with it doesn't it's society would be better off without major news outlets because it's for the overwhelming like for the most part it's sensationalized it's largely negative most of the time when you turn on the news, it's aside from the war part that's going on right now, but just, you know, it's just crisis, death and destruction. And I feel like there's just so much fear mongering that if, 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 if we just turned off the news, everybody's lives would be better. <clears throat> and that's not to say we like, I think like, you know, you can still have podcasts and you can still have like, there's some, ways to get your news that are out there that don't just completely suck like these major news networks and i was listening to another podcast that uh, apparently the u.s government had um <clears throat> when this ukraine thing started up they were meeting with like pretty prominent tiktokers so they could help try and control the narrative of what was coming out of Ukraine so that they weren't spreading misinformation. Like that's how powerful TikTok is. And um, I just feel like there's a lot of more positive. Uh, how do I say this? Just more uplifting up like just and not like cheesy uplifting but like there's just better ways to get our info without all the crap that comes with major news networks like they're trying to push an agenda um let me let me consult my notes here um just like just the the way that news just can't get reported on these major news networks without there being a bias and an agenda like if there is a school shooting Depending on what news network you watch, you're going to see two completely different stories. Or if you have like some good Samaritan that has a concealed carry, stop somebody from shooting up a grocery store on one news network, you're probably not going to hear anything about it. And on the other one, you will like you just cannot get unbiased news from these big networks. And the other thing is, I feel like most people common American does not even make it past the headline and go turn on the news somewhere. Just look at the headlines and tell me how misleading they are. Like the big ticker on the bottom of the screen. Like it's just, I don't think it brings value to society. And I, you know, the argument about against that could be, well, like, how do you, how is the general public informed and how do they like, you know, if like we're talking about an election, it's like, do you really think the general public is informed anyways? Nobody thinks with their brain when they go to vote. Like nobody is critically assessing all sides of of like important topics. They just like vote with emotions. And so I think that like in terms of we need people to be educated, we need people to, you know, be informed. 
I think we can accomplish that without major news networks. I agree. Yeah, I I think most people don't want to be educated. They just want to be propag propagandized to, or like they just want their own. They already have the preconceived notions of what they want to believe. Yeah. So they just go search that out. So they go out and search out CNN, or they search out Reddit or Twitter or Fox News or whatever they want, and that's that's how they confirm what they think they already know to be true, regardless of whether it's true or not. I just thought of this example. Have you guys seen that? It's become a meme at this point where it's this... Uh, I don't know what station or channel, but um, this this lady, it's like during a storm, and they're like trying to make it seem way worse than it is, and she's like kind of leaning into the wind that's not really windy, and she's got her coat, and she's like, don't take unnecessary journeys! Like, have you seen that one? Yeah, and, yeah. It's, yeah. and there's just like some random dude walking down the street behind her. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? What about like how local news stations, like if it's a local CBS station, they all get like the same script for things. Have you seen that where they have like 25 different news stations running the same exact story at the same exact time? Yeah. It's just yeah. different anchors reporting it. I think, yeah, we either get rid of them or we have like, I don't know, some kind of disclaimer. Like, by the way, this news, right, you know, they're obviously, you know, right wing, you know, focused or left wing, like. Just have everybody be honest with their opinions, or basically like whoever is um, uh, co uh, commenting on the news or sharing the news. You have a bio like on the top of screen. This person voted this direction, you know, last election, or votes this way this percentage of the time, you know. That way yeah. you know who you're getting. You know, like I, I don't know. I think that's just, just be honest. You know, don't 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 pretend like you're middle of the road or that you're unbiased because you're not. Nobody is. Well, I think that's probably why, at least with, like, MSNBC and Fox News, you know where, like, most of their anchors are going to align. But, like, the thing with CNN is they pretend to be unbiased, like a middle-of-the-road, like, news network. Mm -hmm. And they're very obviously not. And so I think that's kind of why people are hate CNN so much. Because I don't see as many people – I mean, obviously everyone hates Fox News, but – I, I don't I don't see the same like animosity toward like MSNBC or the New York Times or like you know these yeah. uh, outlets that are obviously very left wing. Part of that is because nobody watches MSNBC. But... Yeah, I know that's that's uh, true. But yeah, no, you're right because like uh, like ninety percent of CNN anchors vote left. So I mean, like, why not just be honest with with the biases we all have, you know? And, and you know, and Fox should do a better job of being honest with the biases they have because they do have biases. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, I like I, I agree with what you're saying in the sense that there's not a lot of positivity for the world that comes from cable 24-hour news. I think it's almost always negative. There's never any good news. It makes people mad. It, get, it divides people. It's unhealthy for people mentally. So either limiting it, like maybe having – you can only have like, um, you know, hour news in the morning, you know, and then there's just something else on that channel, you know whatever that yeah. may be, and then an hour of news at night. And if there's breaking news, sure. But, like, the thing is, there's always breaking news that's not really breaking, you know? Yeah. There's always something, you know, every 15 minutes, you know, you hear, like, the bell and then breaking news, this is happening in Ukraine or whatever. So, yeah. and all that, it's just, it's just designed to make people panic and think there's well, something going on when yeah, there's look not. Yeah, the, look at the pandemic. Look how long people dragged that out, like, the yeah. hysteria that the news media cause and 
I'm, and I'm not saying like the first, like the initial like where we were like really confused and we didn't know what was going on. I'm saying like a year later, once we knew all the facts, we knew who was like who was at risk and stuff. Like we yeah. we just lost our minds and like nobody. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we you, the, the damn death count they had on you know it's like yeah, they counting, had a running death deaths. Count. Like oh yeah. my gosh, how morbid is this? Well, yeah, yeah. and then they changed it from deaths to to cases <laughs> because they, people weren't dying from it anymore. And they were yeah. like, "Well, we have to keep, we have to continue the hysteria." So we they changed it from death to cases. Exactly. I'm like, "You guys are so fake." Well, remember when I think it was Bill Maher that like, uh, yes, I've showed yeah. that poll of, uh, typically on COVID, the right was more informed and knew more <laughs> than people on the left. Yeah. Um, but the way he like, uh, showed that was that like. People on the left thought if you got COVID, you had like an over fifty percent chance of being hospitalized. Yeah. When in reality, it was like five percent, uh, like less. Yeah. Less and that's like closer to one percent because of yeah. like the media they consume is just like it just it, it made them. Yeah. Along, along those uninformed. along those lines, it's like they. These new, like they, they not only do they draw out these issues, but they also like try so damn hard to make you feel like this really is a problem for your personal life and it should affect you yeah. and make you feel a certain way. Like if we just turned that, like turned off the news, like the, like this biased crap that is coming through the TV, turn that off, go to work, go to do your hobby, go play a sport go about your life like it i just think it's so much better without this like constant barrage of negative bullshit yeah. that is that is so well said and i agree 100 percent with that you know the idea that they make it seem like it's applicable to you and you need to do something about it or be upset about it if nothing else you know? yeah exactly change your profile yeah. picture or yeah. go yeah. like do something to exactly and um i just think we cancel it i think it's done like i don't like cancel culture but i'm on board with canceling that culture like i think that the news culture that's fine with me and other thing okay so you know how like question for the group does anybody here actually watch the news like that Mm -hmm. news I don't watch cable. No, of course I not. Lived no. at home. Do, you, do you think? Do you think ten, twenty, like however many years from now, like because people our age, typically at least I think it's trending this way, don't watch cable. Like we consume our media from YouTube and Netflix and TikTok and other things. Do you think that we get to a point where just the demographic just ages out CNN and Fox, and that's just no. not a thing anymore? Yeah, they that will go away. And I wonder when. Yeah, I. Th- I, I think it'll, I, I it'll be something like it. It'll just be a shell of what it once was because people will turn it on like November 8th or whatever, you know, election day and watch that day. But, but besides that, it's just going to be so, but I, I think you're right. I think eventually it phases out. Yeah. Or it's even just, that you can watch on YouTube anymore. I mean, it's all like yeah, private companies, private podcasters, whatever they want to do. I, mean, I will I, say, I will say I have a lot of patients who just watch nothing but the news. Like yeah, but of, how how old are they, Caleb? In like their 80s and 90s, I mean, and that's 80s, all they yeah. want to watch, and that's what they're just kind of used to doing. Granted, one of those is from politics. Like she used to work under President Reagan, I think, but so she's more tries to be more connected with politics, but it's very skewed, and it's always MSNBC that's on. I 
I guess I just think that you know the the new you know the big news outlets like that's just a way that someone or a group of people can make money through yeah oh, yeah you know, it's like so so I guess I just think if if you canceled Fox News tomorrow the owners aren't just gonna be like oh shoot well I guess we're done with that they're gonna go you know find individuals on TikTok and have them on their payroll to you know. Like, hey, you've got 50 million followers. Like, talk about this subject, you know, like this, and we'll pay you, you know, this much money. And I think that there'd be a lot of people that that is worth doing whatever they're asking them to do because it's probably not going to be like, you know, uh, who's the guy that really hates Spider-Man? Jay Jonah Jameson. The news guy, yeah. It's not going to be like that, you know crazy of thing it's just gonna be like hey you know why don't you talk about you know hey you know people are eating cats in india why don't you talk about that you know just in one video and we'll give you 50 grand don't you you think that people can just see through the shit though like if anybody watched john boy media like he commentates over like the the sports games like if he starts pushing an, an agenda like i'm done or if like you watch some Fortnite streamers and they start just going unhinged on cat thighs because somebody's paying them to talk about it, like I think the I think the audience like sees through that. Yeah, Maybe some do. I think we over. This is kind of actually something I was thinking about last week. Some people I listen to some political commentators and I think sometimes we give the American public too much credit. I think they think. There's, I think there's American commentators that think the public is smart, and really we're not. We're re- we're really effing stupid, to be honest. Like s- some of at least people like I'll say like forty and under, basically my age, like millennial and like under, are unbelievably stupid. Like we are yeah. genuinely. I- I'm not even like trying to be like <laughs> like over the top. We like are legitimately stupid. Like we don't we don't know anything about government we don't know anything about the united states we don't know anything about really anything and we're like out here ask like begging for change for like things that we have no idea that yeah we don't we don't have any idea what we're talking about and it's just it's really pathetic and i i don't see how it can really get any better unless people take their own like liberty and their own freedom and their own uh ideas seriously and like how to like and i don't i hate using the word like educate because like people just throw that word around like it's Mm -hmm. you know like like it means something but like like genuinely like and also like do i know do your own research is like a has been a meme too because like the the vaccination thing but like seriously like like look at stuff and actually try to learn something because we're so stupid and it's really sad Thing is, that doesn't stop with the American public. Like that no, goes for all sure. the way up to our elected officials. Did anybody see Nancy Pelosi like actively having a yeah. stroke trying to talk today? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's what, so bad. How how out of a country of three hundred and twenty million people do we end up with this? Like, well, I think we what? Just need to have term limits, but that's uh, yeah. I wish we had term limits. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like right, left, or in- otherwise, like oh my gosh, yeah. what is happening? Yeah, one term. I wish it was one term. I wish you couldn't get reelected, honestly. You get four years to do something. If you can't do it, that's too bad. One other thing related to, you know, the American people could see through that. I mean, I 
you know, a really popular way to advertise used to just be if you're watching TV and they have a Coca-Cola sitting on the counter. Like, that's all it takes for us to think, oh, I want Coca-Cola now because they're drinking one or it's sitting on the counter. Because obviously they it worked because they wouldn't do it so often if it didn't work. And that's all it takes is just having that so that you see it. So I don't think they so have to be... They don't have to be saying like telling you something directly for it to be effective on you, because we're that dumb. That's fair. Just have a plate of cat thighs up there on the TikTok, on the stream. Yeah, they could just uh, look away. Oh, oh wow! There's only five minutes till my cat thighs are done, and then go back to whatever they were talking about before. You know, I, I. I think Joe Rogan was talking about this, but he he was saying that people need to be have like a quiz or something before they go in and vote so that he, uh, we can like weed out people who are stupid and don't know anything about politics before they vote, which I I actually kind of like because I feel like people just go in and vote for somebody with a D or an R by their name and don't actually have any idea what they're policies are like what what any of this stuff means and we just have com people that are completely clueless you know voting people into power that really should like that i mean that's how you get nancy pelosi is there's a bunch of idiots in california that have no idea how the government works or like what she even does but they know her name and they know she's been on the ticket for like 30 years so they just keep voting her in because they don't know anything i'm just like when she's like rubbing her fists together after they're talking about <laughs> gas chambers or whatever in the state of the union yeah yeah. Yikes. Yikers. <laughs> Absolute yikes. I think we should move on to Tony's racing, though, because I kind of want to know what a racing season looks like for Tony, what all goes into it, and how it all works. Give us, like, a two-minute synopsis oh. of, of just everything that has to do with racing. How'd you get into it? How often oh, okay. do you do it? That kind of stuff. Give you it, can like, have a more than background. two minutes. I just want okay. to get it moving. So, uh, background, I, my family's always been into cars and stuff. My dad owns a body shop and fixes cars and, um, he raced, uh, back when I was little. Um, I started racing go-karts when I was in like second grade and then, um, did that for a few years, started racing full-size cars when I was the summer between eighth grade year and freshman year when I was 14. That was the, the, the youngest limit that you hit that you could be to actually race. So I was racing cars before I actually had a driver's license for a couple of years. Um, and, you know, it, start, it was just a father-son hobby growing through uh, high school and then um, started progressing up the ladder and, and um, traveling a little bit. And I traveled quite a bit my senior year of high school and then throughout college um you know we'd, we'd race primarily like iowa K iowa kansas nebraska missouri but we'd go to vegas we'd go to texas we'd go to wisconsin minnesota south dakota um kind of all over the, the midwest really and then um did that for nine years and so then when i when I went to PT school is when I sold everything but my engine and my seat. Um, the seats are custom, 
custom made and so it was kind of something that's like well it's mine i'm just going to hold on to it and and the engines are pretty expensive and, and hard to replace and you know 700 horsepower in 2015 is still going to be 700 horsepower in 2019 so um kept my engine on my feet and then once i got out of pt school um I still really wanted to race and I probably wanted to race more, more then than I did when I was in college and younger and uh, bought a car and got my engine freshened up. There was some rule changes and stuff so that we, we sent it off to get, get some updates and um, slowly started piecing the team back together. And I ran one race in the fall of 2019 just to kind of shake the rust off a little bit and then uh covid happened and which actually wasn't a terrible thing just for the logistics of the team because i was still like i didn't have two wrenches or uh, like i didn't have anything and so we had to like no tools in the shop no trailer like had to go out and buy ever like literally start from scratch and so um you know, early on in 2020, nobody was racing because that was pretty early with COVID and nobody knew like what it was yet. And it was hard to plan to go race because it would be like up to the the county health department of whatever county the track was in. And so you'd get to like Wednesday or Thursday and the tracks, you know, posting on their social media like, yep, yeah, we're good. We're racing. And then, you know, fr it's like we got to drive six hours there. And then on you know, Friday or Saturday morning, like the day of or the day before the race, like, oh, actually, we're not going to race because COVID spiked in this county or whatever. So we're not. And it was like, it was just like, we can't even plan to go race anywhere. So we got to like June of 2020 or maybe May. And it's like, well, we're halfway through the year. And with the way that these engines are, you can only run them for about 20 races and then you have to send them off to get freshened. And so, get get like the you know just different parts replaced and stuff which isn't cheap and so we wanted to be a little bit smart about how we were timing that because i didn't want to run 10 races and in, in the last half of 2020 and then i'm not going to send an engine to get freshened with only 10 races on it but then if i run 10 races to start 2021 then i'm going to have to send my engine back in the middle of the season and that's not going to be good either and so we got to like, I think June, sometime in June of 2020 and we hadn't raced yet. And we're like, you know what? We're just not going to and just save all of our stuff for 2021. And then that really allowed me to buy more parts, buy more tools, get uh, just more equipment that we needed um, just to be better prepared for 2021. And so we... We raced 2021, we raced about half the season and then uh, blew motor up. And then I was done for the rest of the year. And so that was back in June and uh, kind of sidelined after that. And then have been slowly, we got a, we got a new engine this year. Um, still have the broken one. It's on the floor of my engine builder shop waiting to get fixed. Um, and just kind of, again, just kind of use the last half of 2021 to get ready for 2022. So, so you, when you say you like started from nothing, I mean, this, if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. But like, how much does it really cost to go from nothing to being a good team that actually competes? Yeah, so I don't mind talking about that. Um, it depends. Well, every so 
sprint cars are what I race, and that is um, probably one of the most expensive forms of it. You can go to your local dirt track in a lower tier series and race for a fraction of what these cars cost. And the other part too is like how how competitive do you want to be? You know, the the difference in funding between the teams that are finishing on on the podium each night and the person and and backyard Bob who's running. 24th like it's a big difference so we race at knoxville iowa which is the sprint car capital of the world very competitive a lot of the not a lot well a good handful of the teams that race there this is their full-time job that is what they do they race they don't have they don't get up on monday and go to a regular job this they they race and so you got to keep in mind that you're competing against that and so for a competitive engine, um, and and there's different classes and stuff, but uh, to build a new competitive engine, you're not going to get anything probably less than 50k. Uh, if you're running at a real top tier level, it's probably closer to 65 or 70 for one engine, um, and then a a, a car. Uh, is pr like one car without the engine um you know it's all carbon fiber titanium like all good like the best stuff if you're gonna if you're gonna put it together correctly um i priced one out if you don't have any sponsorship deals or any you know product discounts or anything it's about 40k for a car so you're somewhere around a hundred thousand for one vehicle to be top notch and then that's not to say that you absolutely need that to go win but it certainly doesn't hurt especially when you have to worry about qualifying times and and uh if you roll out there with 40 less horsepower than somebody else like you're gonna have a tough time um you know and it's just like a trailer you could go and buy a you well not now because the the way that the world is but before all this crazy you know supply chain and everything started um you go and buy a well like the trailer that we have it's it's 38 foot it's tall enough to get a sprint car in there with the big wing on top and hold you know it's got tire racks and a lot of bells and whistles in there and it was about 60 um but there's teams that roll in there with haulers that hold three cars and and they basically live out of it and those are 300,000 so it kind of depends on how big you want to go and, and what kind of backing you have behind you. But um, once you have the equipment to go actually race, I haven't, because it's going to pain me to do it. I haven't calculated what it's going to cost us this year with diesel prices and all of our tires and fuel and everything has gone up uh, quite a bit. Uh, but last year it was a, if nothing bad happened for us to go race at Knoxville one night, just with, diesel because it's 250 miles from our shop so we're driving 500 miles in one day we're paying entry fees which for the whole team you know that's four or five people and that's 30 bucks a pop we're gonna burn through one set of rear tires at least we're gonna burn through uh you know 30 35 gallons of methanol fuel in the race car they're gonna be some little parts and pieces that that you just use up it's about a thousand dollars to go race if nothing bad happens um if you don't wreck um 
So it's it's about a thousand bucks to go drop the door and race. And um, you know, if you have the best of the best equipment out there, not including your truck trailer, just a car and a real hitter of an engine, it's about a hundred K for that. Um and then the difference between the teams that are running first and the teams that are running twelfth is usually the teams that are running first or these big professional teams, they've got, they don't have one engine, they have six or five. And um, they've got, they don't have one car, they build five cars in the off season and they do this for a living and they've got three full-time employees on their payroll and it's a legit business. So that is part of the cool thing is like, you can have, you have such a, on any given race night, you have such a range of teams that roll through the door like you've got a team that's their primary sponsor is nos energy drink and they're getting i don't know eight hundred thousand a million dollars a year something like that i don't know the exact number but i imagine that's in that ballpark in sponsorship money and they'll go race against somebody who is a plumber for a living who owns a plumbing business and he just does it because he loves it and they're competing against each other on the same track and it's everything kind of everything in between It seems kind of crazy that, like, you know, just these people are getting, you know, ballpark million dollars from an energy drink just for like a, I mean, for some people, just a hobby, but then for them, it's, they're making a living off of it. I guess probably not a terrible living either, if that's how much, you know, they're getting paid in sponsorships. Yeah. No, I think they do pretty good. And they, and there's like, there's other things to it too. Like, you know, at that level, nobody's paying full price for parts or engines or things like that. So that's a lot more, it's not, it's not costing them full price to put cars together too. Um, a lot of the stuff is sponsored at that point, or they're on a deal where they're, you know, 30%, 40%, half off, whatever it is. Um, and then the merchandise is the other thing. So like those drivers that run um, like on those big national tours that do that for a living, They'll sell, they'll probably make more money selling t-shirts and hoodies than they will actually racing that year. Like the merch, the margins and just the volume on merchandise is, is what keeps them, what keeps them going. Plus the call up Fox News and get them to sponsor you. Yeah, real quick. I'm sure they would. Although having attended a race, I think that. Fox News already knows they have all their customers yeah. there, and CNN, <laughs> right wouldn't, there, yeah. and CNN <laughs> wouldn't bother going because there's no point. Uh, yep, hundred percent. I don't know if anybody's been sponsored by a news outlet before. I'm not sure how that would work. <laughs> Fox New- Fox viewership goes way down when there's a race yeah. in town. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's just like the, you know, there's there's. You can build a car, when I say relatively cheap, I'm speaking relative to the sport. You know, you can, okay, here's a good example of what, like, of a, of a difference between a car that's going to qualify 33rd and a car that's going to qualify second is for a sprint car, you can go to a, like, a racing a place that sells parts and stuff, and you can buy a bolt kit, and it has, like, 200 bolts in it, and it's basically every bolt that you need to put the car together, right? It's, it's like less than the size of a shoebox. Like it's just a, a box of bolts. For a steel bolt kit, that's going to cost like 70 bucks. For titanium, which is what we have and what most top 
teams, like really any, a lot of teams are going to run titanium, especially at Knoxville. That same bolt kit, it's exactly the same, except it's titanium instead of steel, is like 1500 for the bolts, just to put the car together. And so, you know, not every team can afford tie, um, but it's lighter, it's stronger, it's just kind of, um, it's like if you're not, it's it's one of those deals where it's like if you're not running it or you're not spending that money, like are you like, why are you showing up? Same thing like with brake rotors. You can buy a titanium brake rotor, like for our left front is like, I don't know, seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars for a brake rotor, or you can buy aluminum or steel that's probably like one hundred and fifty or maybe ninety or something like a lot cheaper. Will it get you around the racetrack? Sure. But are you going to go light the world on fire and go run well? Probably not. Um, but it just kind of depends on how much you want to commit to it. Yeah. And the other thing, too, it's like you might be able to you might be able to get a, one car together with all tie. But then if you start wrecking, then trying to replace all of that is is the tough part, too. Because it doesn't take with these cars being open wheel, it doesn't take much to tear up a lot of shit. where that TikTok money comes in handy. Yeah, that creator <laughs> fund, baby. Let's go. <laughs> 87 cents and counting, boys. Tony's going to have a big old TikTok logo on the side of his car now. Man, I can't, I can't even swipe a credit card at the gas pump for 87 cents. It won't even work. <laughs> so, like, here, like our, uh, our fuel, so we buy methanol which is like 99 percent alcohol is what the car runs on just put in some vodka then i think you go blind if you drink this stuff i think it says that on there. there's probably a warning label for that because i think somebody's probably tried but um no a, a barrel last year i remember buying a 55 gallon barrel of fuel for like 160 or thereabouts like it was just a, around Around three bucks a gallon, give or take, and so 100. Let's let's call it 170. I went and bought two barrels last week, and it was 275 each. Hmm. Like that just hurt. And tires tires are up about oh 30 or 40 bucks a piece. I used to get a, a a right rear tire for like 210. And now I paid two fifty for one tire, and that'll last us twenty laps. Maybe, maybe, maybe a main event, and then like a heat race or practice the next week, so we might get a little bit of extra life out of it. But um, if that keeps going, like that's going to be real tough for a lot of people to to race. And diesel, I think last year I was spending. Um, you know, our, our truck and trailer, we get eight or nine miles per gallon when we're fully loaded and it's 500 miles to, to the track and back every, every week. Um, if we just race one night and couple, and we've got some, some weekends where we race two or three nights. Um, and it was, I was over 200 bucks last year for a trip out there. And I imagine now it's going to be what, probably three or three fifty, maybe for that same trip. Might be time to move to Iowa. I, yeah, I, 
you know, been looking at some real estate over there, Alex. There's a lot of good stuff over by Des Moines. And I can, as long as I got an airport close, I can work from anywhere. So um, that's not out of the, not just because of gas prices, but also because it kind of sucks getting back at three in the morning or four in the morning when we race over there. Um, and the, the other piece is so like we were we were on a 360 engine so it's 360 cubic inch it's just the the engine size um and that used to be a really thriving class here in nebraska they used to have the nebraska 360 series which had like 25 or 30 races every year and it was a full house every night and they had a ton of cars and it was just great like the heyday of racing and they used to race at all all like eight or nine tracks across Nebraska, a couple in Iowa, a couple in South Dakota. Like it was a great series and you could do it on like, you know, guys that worked normal 40 hour jobs could still go do that. And that series folded um, a couple years ago. And the, there's one track it's, it's at uh, I-80 Speedway. It's between Lincoln and Omaha that has kind of carried sprint 360 racing here in Nebraska, but they're shutting down after this year and so this year is our last that's the last time that we'll have a track to race at in nebraska and so really our only options for racing a 360 are um, knoxville which we're going to anyways which is over by des moines and uh, otherwise like a regional a regional touring series or a national touring series that goes all over the place and i can't can't swing that with work and just the funding that it takes to do it um so it's like pretty much in terms of staying here locally, like there's really no- nothing keeping us here as far as close racing. Um, and then there's some other, some rules are changing with like the, the engine blocks and just some other stuff coming up soon that um, I think we're, we'd like to transition to the 410 class, which is a 410 cubic inch. So it's a bigger engine. Um, it's about, it's the same, everything on the car is exactly the same, same tires, same wing, same everything, except you bolt in about 200 more horsepower. Um, and with that, we could race, uh, there's a track in Jackson, Minnesota, which is like Southern Minnesota. There's a track over in Houston, South Dakota, um, which is kind of South East, South Dakota and then Knoxville, Iowa, and they race Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So really, if you had a shop in Des Moines or maybe like Ames, Iowa, or somewhere kind of in the middle of that triangle, you could realistically hit all of those tracks and only have maybe a, a two-hour drive for each each one rather than, like, a, I think from our shop to Jackson, it's five hours. I think it's five or six to Hussett's. It's four hours to Knoxville. Um, and that's going to add up over over time. So. Yeah. I uh, I haven't really like verbalized that, but I would if we do end up racing four tens, like I would I would really think hard about maybe making a move to Des Moines area just for that purpose. I guess we're about at time, but I guess finish. I guess I'm curious about one more thing: is is your I guess I, racing in general, but then also sprint car racing. Is that a growing? Or a dying sport. Sprint car racing is absolutely on fire. Like it is 
up and to the right in almost every metric that you look at in terms of sponsorship funding, in terms of fan attendance, in terms of teams, like um, it's, you know, there was a NASCAR is actually kind of making a comeback, but for a while, like NASCAR and IndyCar viewership was just like, just not great. And from like 20, I want to say like 2015, 2016, maybe a little bit before that, but sprint car racing really started to take off. You have more, like we've got Dirt Vision, like there's a really high quality pay-per-view service or Flow Racing, like like Flow, like that's a pretty big, becoming a pretty big brand in streaming. And you can watch live sprint car racing probably three or four nights a week um, between Flow and, and Dirt Vision. And so it, it, it's becoming more accessible to watch. And at the same time, where like these NASCAR races were a third full or maybe less, like sprint car racing was just selling out tracks left and right for like these, these national touring races. And, you know, part of that, there were some NASCAR drivers like Kyle Larson and a few others that were coming back into the sport and they would race. They were still racing NASCAR cup cars on Sunday, but on Friday or Saturday, they'd make it out to a, a sprint car race and, and go race there um, just because they love it so much. And so um, really, this is probably the strongest that maybe, you know, I'm sure like there was some times like in the 80s or whatever when it was really thriving. But um, right now, sprint car racing is a really, really good place. Um, the like with so we we bought a new chassis a new car this year and uh i was out there picking it up and i talked to the the guy that owns that company and he said normally on a year any other given year they'd sell about 400 cars they'd build about 400 cars a year he said this year 2022 they're looking at like 600 he said your your big teams that normally buy five they're trying to buy eight and your small guys like you that normally buy one, he said they're buying two or three. And it's just that way across the board. And um, so I think it's in a really, it's in a really good spot. I think we're going to see, like I mentioned that 360 class. I, th I envision a future where that kind of goes away. Like, it's it's so expensive to race those cars that you might as well go race a 410 if you're going to spend that money because so like for Knoxville for example for our I told you what we spend to go race that right if I if I qualify for the main event and I finish last I get $325 or maybe 350 I think it went up 25 bucks but it's a, it's 300 some dollars if we win it's $2000 if you if we raced a 410, we're still going to spend the same money in diesel. Our engine cost maybe five or 10,000 more than this one did. So, I mean, a good amount of money, but in the grand scheme of things, not a ton. And we're still going to burn through a set of tires. We're still going to go through the same wear and tear. Like nothing else really changes. It's just the cost of the engine. And if I qualify for the main event and finish last, I get 650. It's double. And it's like 5K to win. So if we're going to go over there and and compete like every week and we have a reasonable shot at qualifying for the show, I'd rather be in a 410 and take home twice as much money. I, so I I think I think that you're 
So there's also a 305 class, which is like your lower budget entry level class, which is still those guys are spending 25 or 30 K on engines for that, which is a joke. Um, but I, you're seeing that you're, you know, especially around Nebraska with your 360 cars dying out, um, your, your bigger budget teams that can go do it. They're either going to travel with a 360 and go run like a national tour, or they're going to sell their 360s and go race four tens. And then you've got your, your bottom half of your field, which they'd rather just race close to home. There's a track over by Lincoln that races 305. That's pretty popular where, um, the local crowd, they don't have to spend near as much. There's some rules in place in terms of like how much titanium you can have on the car. So they limit the cost that way. And it's, it's just more cost effective to run, run a different tire. There's not as much horsepower. So you're not burning through tires and fuel as much. Like it's just more affordable. So your lower half of your field is probably going to go to the 305 route. So then you either have your big teams in the 410s or your smaller teams in the 305s, and the 360 class goes away. Hmm. Seems right. like it makes more sense to do that, but... Um... I, that's, that's, I think uh, it makes sense to do that for what we're spending to do this. It, it, it's really not that much of a stretch to go do it. The problem is um, it's the the level of competition is like welcome to the nfl like you're gonna get your teeth kicked in every day for two years until you start to get some confidence and start to build speed like it's it's gonna be tough um but at least if we're gonna get our lunch eaten and our teeth kicked in we're making double the money that we would before so (laughs) and you'll get way more exposure for when you have a phone call with friends sticker right on the front of your car hey guys telling you by the way, by the way, that that friends code is still active on the website, www.catalystautosport.com. Promo code friends, 20% off the entire order. Spend a million dollars so I can, we can all be millionaires. We're we're starting to uh we're starting to sell out in a couple sizes, so if you want something I would, I would get going on it now, but I need to reorder stuff. Hell yeah. You you all heard right, it, that's where they make their money. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Tony. It was uh, I'm glad we got ha- glad to have you back. We'll have to have you on again. Yeah. Thank you. That was good. I enjoy. I didn't so much enjoy. <laughs> the yeah, just ignore that part. <laughs> but um, everything else. I thought we had good discussion on <laughs> the uh, on eating cats. Uh, no, not the on cats. Everything that Tony wanted to talk about. Yeah. yeah on <laughs> the hot take. Like after Christ, so we're saying you know, Joe's a weak link. I'm just saying, don't share an air fryer with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're eating. Well, on that note, bye. 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 Yeah. See you guys.